Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. FM Rewind Podcast. Good Friday on Kaya FM 95.9. Right, 7.44. Right now we're doing Blom Blom. Uh, this is a feature that we, we do every Friday. It's not an interview. I want to say this. This is not an interview. It's just a Blom Blom. And we talk about this and that. Listen, gentlemen, today it's a special one. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Like I said, when she walked in, I didn't know where to say, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or to, to, to go in the way that she's going right now. But you're not going to waste time. Uh, she's been on TV. Uh, in the GML. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, I, like I remember it. Yeah, but who's this lady? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there was Vinola and then, then there was Push. Like, oh, Push, who is this Push? And then there's Pushy Baby. And then, okay, this, this, lady is, this lady is beautiful. You know when you are young and you have a, a crush on TV? She was the crush on TV. Can you imagine? After past six Friday, you're chilling there like how? Hey, this pushy is nice. Listen, gentlemen, <laughs> pushy one scene. Is he? How are you? How are you? I am good. Tired. Why? Um, it's seven forty-five. You're yeah, tired. But I had to wake up at five. But then I woke up at four, and then it was like an hour fighting with taxi drivers on the road, competing <laughs> to get here. Traffic, <laughs> load shedding. Welcome to our lives. This is what we do on a daily basis. We fight people on a daily basis too. Yeah. But you're here. But you're here. I'm here. <laughs> Let's take it back, man. To to you, you're, first of all, you're, you're born in Liberia. Yes. Well, Liberian girl. Exactly. Ah, exactly. So you're the original Liberian girl. Of course. So tell us more about, about being born in, in, in Liberia. Um, it was wonderful. I love it. Uh, born by the beach, by the sea. Uh, wake yeah, up, yeah. go to school, come back, swim. <laughs> yeah, you've been having a good life. You come back, you swim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining Afropolitan sitting there. What happens in Liberia? People yeah. wake up, they go and swim. Yeah. <laughs> you go to school, come back and swim. Go to school, come back and swim. Mm-hmm. And you move uh, to coming to South Africa. When did that happen? 1995. Sure. So I, I left Liberia when I was 10 years old. I mm-hmm. went to boarding school in Kenya. And then uh, I was in Ghana. And then I was in Gambia. And then I came to South Africa. And then you guys just hijacked me. <laughs> it's our fault. <laughs> all right, so tell us, um, you're coming to South Africa, so you've been to all these countries, yeah. and you bring all these experiences, yeah. and, and, and you get here, because we've got this advantage that, that I don't have, mm-hmm. of looking at South Africa, both as someone from here, mm-hmm. but also who also remembers seeing it for, for the first time. Your impressions of South Africa when you first came here? Um... You want the truth or the political? The truth. I, the truth. No, no, no. I know. We're, we're just no, we're just like, we're Okay, the truth. So I came in 95. Obviously, yeah. apartheid had just ended. Yeah. And I thought, what a beautiful country. There's no place like this in Africa. It's so cosmopolitan. You know, you've mm. got shopping malls and skyscrapers and highways, such great infrastructure. But, but. nobody's enjoying it. Everybody's angry. Everybody's miserable. Nobody likes each other. Yep. So yeah. I'm enjoying so. it. That was my first impression. And you find yourself in TV. Yeah, we don't like each other, but we like, we watch TV. Yeah. Now, now yeah, yeah. you you are part of Jamil coming in after after uh, Vinola, who like cause Vinola was something else. Yeah. How was how was your your journey on Jamil? It was very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, approached me. They scouted me. I was on Channel O at the time and mm. they asked me to join Jam Ali and... Uh, and no one was watching Channel O, by the way. Like, no, no one... I like Channel O because it went to all of Africa. Yeah, but I had friends all over Africa. We didn't know you from Channel O. No, you didn't know me. Yeah. You didn't know me. And so that was the challenge, to do something local. I was a bit uh, skeptical because I knew it would be instant fame and I like my privacy. I always say I'm publicly private. But it was a challenge that I wanted to take because also... 
they were speaking in vernacular all the time, yeah. which I do not understand. So I knew if I can do that, I can do anything. So it was a challenge that I wanted. Um, we did a, a, an audition, just me and Nimrod together, and the job was mine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that television found you, or did you sit there and actually go out and, and, and seek it? I'm trying to remember, to think to, uh, to, your, uh, to myself, your first um, uh, audition, how did it happen? Where, what, what happened? Well, I was in a dancing competition in a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that so sheepishly? <laughs> yeah. Which I won. Yeah. <laughs> so my dancing paid off somehow. Yeah. And one of the judges was for, from an agency. And then he approached me, gave me his card. And I started going to castings for modeling and everything. But, you know, with modeling, I knew I'm not six foot. I knew, you know, you get a job every now and then. So presenting for me was more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more predictable. And so I, I asked them to send me to auditions for presenting. And they were like, maybe we need to train. I said, no, just give me a chance. And the first audition I went to was Channel O. And I knew I'd get it. Uh-huh. And then we turn the page from from B. You being on TV, and right now you are doing ministry. Yeah. So 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 our producer Lydia. Lydia is like, you guys need you 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 need to. You Thank need you, to. Lydia. I knew I couldn't be them. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be a female. <laughs> Lydia is like, you guys need. You need I'm like, are you serious? Like, like Pussy is a is a like, right now. Pussy is on another pastor. Pastor Pussy. Pastor. This is the thing. People know us for different reasons. So, like, when you tell me, some people know you because when uh, you were a soccer player. Some know where you as a right. Oh, you were a soccer player? Never. Never. <laughs> Does it look like Look you? at me. <laughs> I, I, I know that part of you. But people, many people, many people don't know the, 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 the side of you being a pastor. How did that happen? How? When? Why? Yeah, right. It's a calling. It's yes. not something you choose. I, sure. I wouldn't have chosen me. But, you know, um, I always say uh, this is how they make them these days. This is what God is doing. Sure. Uh, you know, everybody says you don't look like a pastor. I'm like, I know. But this is how they come right now. Um, uh, and God chose me. I was on TV. I was acting at the time. And uh, God called me out, called me out of TV. You know, when it's time for you to move, God begins to shut doors. I'd go to auditions that I could get with my eyes closed and it would be callbacks between me and somebody else, me and somebody else. I mean, over and over and over and I wouldn't get it. And it went on for so long and I knew what was going on, Mm. but I, I didn't know anything other than TV. And eventually, you know, God called me out and I went to, he said, go to Rhema. And I was like, but it's a church. What am I gonna do there? You know, but I went there and I just sat right at the back and I, I didn't mm. really want to be there. And I said, you know, if, if one person asks me for an autograph, I'll leave. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because if you're going to worship me, I don't need to worship your God. Sure. And I said, you know, Lord, I want to I wanna find you. I want to find my calling, my purpose. I want to know why, I'm, why I was born, why I'm on this earth. You told me to come here, so I'm here. So I just started to volunteer for everything. I served for six years, you know, at, luckily, or by the grace of God, I was married. So I could afford to. So I don't tell people that they have to follow my journey. You can't take six years of internship, but I was able to do that. And um, I was married, so my bills were paid, right? So I served for six years. I mean, whatever, serving cupcakes, packing chairs, um, blowing balloons, doing whatever it took. And eventually, if you're in a place for six years, some people move on, some people leave, and you're left. And it's like, all right, you have the job. 
That's the way I put it. But really, the Bible says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Child. I called you. I appointed you. I separated you. I knit you together. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made on purpose for your purpose. So I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is what I was born to do. You know, you talk about about this, and this is a journey that started what all right in the in the mid nineties um, thereabouts. Um, yeah, um, mm. I got born again at Raymond in nineteen ninety five. Ninety five, yeah. But I I was not prepared to be surrendered. I was still, you know, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still on the lights were still on. Yeah, yeah. So it was about two thousand and three. You know, I say you get saved. So mm-hmm. I was saved in 1995. In 2003, I was mm-hmm. surrendered. I was like, I'm done. Have your way, God. The nub of your ministry, right? Just taking it back to your, f- when I asked you the question about your first impressions about this country, because I do not know. People are using the, the words rock bottom a lot when they talk about the South African psyche right now. The nub of your ministry, what what is it about? Does it have anything to do with everything that's happening in the country and changing um, things? You mean, what is my message? What yeah. is of my ministry? Yeah. Every every minister has a message. Every minister has a call that, you know, God called you to. And mine, I believe, is purpose. Mm. Um, every time I preach, it will always be about purpose. Uh, Pastor Joel Osteed is always about hope. Um, Bishop Jace is also about purpose, um, overcoming through adversity. So it doesn't matter what scripture you give me. The message is always going to be teaching you how to win your life how to be who God called you to be, how to find out why you were born, where you're here, how to overcome, how to, to get up after um, a knockdown. And by default, my life will be a series of knockdowns because I need to know how to do it so I can teach it. In, in all the dark days of, of your life, being, being pushed before Pastor Push, which, which moment do you, do you say defined the person that you are today? Well, you know, so many. I mean, it's like a puzzle, right? You see all the pieces coming together. And, you know, we live life forward, but we understand it backwards. And so I I recognize that everything was a part of God's plan. You know, even what the devil meant for evil, God turns it around for his good. But it was when I was kidnapped. um, I think it was 1997. um, I was being stalked and I was kidnapped and I was taken to the mountains by this guy. And he was drunk and driving. Are you serious, no? Yes, 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 yes. I preached about it. And he was going to kill me or sacrifice me. You know, I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. And he had witchcraft with him and he had a big knife. And, you know, either he was going to kill a lion there and I would live or he would kill me. You know, it was crazy. And uh, he stopped the car and it it must have been about maybe 1 a.m. in the morning. And he says, "Okay, you're going to die today. And um, he had a bottle of alcohol in one hand and a knife in another hand. And I thought, how did I get into this mess? Me. <laughs> you know, you always think somebody yeah, else, yeah. not me. And I thought, how could this happen to me? And I thought, my gosh, I'm I'm gonna die. And 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 I I I said, you know, God, I don't know if you're real. I really don't know. I heard about you. I mean, I've been to church. You know, I know there's a Bible. I don't know if the Bible is real. I don't know if if the church is real. You know, I don't know if the pastors are fake. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm a girl from TV. I said, but if you're real. If you really exist, then you will save me. Because it's only me and this crazy guy here. You will save me. I will live and I will not die. And I will tell the world about you. And I held his hand. I mean, there's somebody who's trying to kill me. And I held his hand and I started to pray. I didn't know I was praying. But apparently I was praying because he says, no, no, stop. Don't pray. Don't pray. They told me you'll pray. And I was like, who? I didn't even know I'd pray. It's like, no, the, the Sangomas told me you would pray and I mustn't let you pray. And I was, so, I don't know what I was most scared of. That what he was saying or the knife. And I continued, he began to cry. 
And he went from being my attacker to a little, little boy. And I took the knife from his hand. I threw it away. I took the alcohol. I threw it away. And here I am. Did you open the case? The police came because my friends had reported it. But I knew that if I, if I fought him, he would come after me again. Because he said, you go back to your country or I'll kill you. We will find you and we will kill you. And he had hired people. Um, from Alex, he had hired people to kill me, and I've preached in Alex. Now I'm still alive. God is real. Mm. You know, um, one of the ways that you described yourself just now while telling that particular story is, uh, you said, "I'm the girl from from TV." Your history, obviously, um, all we've been talking about is your life in entertainment and your your ministry. You see these things um, coming together at some point. Are you having any plans that have to do with entertainment still going forward? Well, I mean, I, I'll always be in TV. My gift is mm. communication. Yeah. So whether it's radio, TV, puppet, yeah. you know, mm. it's always going to be. That's my calling. That's my gift. So God will mm. use me wherever he wants me. You know, um, if he calls me to have a TV show, I have a mobile show on, on, on the mobile networks, you know, that mm. I record to, just to motivate people. Um, yeah, but... I do a, I do TV like for our church. They call me on gospel shows. You guys are calling me. Yeah, radio, yeah. You know? So I'm quite blessed. Uh, so where, where can people find you? And when can people follow you? And when if people want to 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 feel more inspired by you, how do they get hold of Pastor Pastor Watson? I'll call you Pastor. Yeah, Pastor Watson. No, and, Pastor P. Pastor P. Wow. Pastor P. <laughs> Everybody calls me Pastor P. Okay, yeah. Pastor P. Yeah. How do they find you? Instagram. Yeah. Um. At underscore pushy twitter pushy watson i'm hardly there <laughs> facebook pushy watson yeah i think it's very easy to find someone if you're looking you can find me no, no it's, been, it's been a pleasure having you like all we wanted to do we always wanted to find out that they, they, you know when, when we see people on tv and we need to touch base with, with them and right now we we're talking say to, to pastor p say it i'm more beautiful in real life tell them Tell them. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you are. The camera doesn't do me justice. You are, you are, you are the, woke up at 4 a.m. Tell. You are, tell you are the lady of, of God. Them. I can't lie. I can't lie. Me. <laughs> this is the thing about me. Me, I can't lie, Pastor. I can't say to people when you are. No, no, no. I think TV did a wonderful job on you. Right now, I think God is working on you. I think, I think great things are still going to happen on your face and, and your life. Right now, you are not what we are used to, but we we appreciate you as, as a woman and, and and a pastor that you are. But I can say that Abraham 17 verse 4 says, God is working on your face. You are going to be good. You are going to be the pushy, pushy baby we knew. But for now, let that, let God work on you and and his angels will work on your weave. You will be blessed. Don't worry. Thank you very much for coming to Pastor Tweed. If you miss the live stream, watch the full episode on kayatv.co.city right now. Has the growth of your SMEs. FM Rewind Podcast. Good Friday on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.